Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Stubby, very much. And uh, please do let your Ace Hardware dealer know that you listen to my program. That means so much. You know, all of my advertisers eventually renew at some point during the year. It's kind of like uh, evergreen trees. Pine trees lose their needles, and magnolia trees lose their leaves, and live oaks lose their leaves, and uh, uh, advertisers renew, and and it really helps if you let them know that you listen. It really helps. So thank you. Thank you for that in advance. Uh, If you'd like to call, that also helps me get rid of some of the gastric acidity of wondering, how am I going to fill this hour? So I'd love to hear from you. It's a toll-free call anywhere you can hear me. Mike Bass will be the first one you'll talk to. Mike, just make sure that you know that you're talking to a gardening talk show. Uh, We are live here on the 3rd of July, 888-787-KLIF. Call right now. That's 888-787-5543. We have a line open, and I'd love to have you occupy it. 888 seven eight seven five five four three and i'm just going to go right back to the phone lines i don't have a most asked question this week i'm just uh, kind of wending my way through the the phone calls and uh, we go to max and capel who's been waiting very patiently max this is neil good afternoon how can i help you good afternoon um i had indian hawthorns that uh died basically so i was looking to replace about seven or eight of them and one area is going to be pretty shady. Um, so I was thinking about maybe putting azaleas in there instead. And then the other area is uh, afternoon sun, mainly from noon on kind of thing. All right. Um, and what kind of soil do you have in your part of Coppell? Do you have black clay or do you have red soil? Uh, it's black clay. I live kind of like on a little pond. So they grab the clay from the bottom and put it up on top. Okay. So it's not that good. Yeah. It really isn't then. That may be silt, and that would be the, the worst of all worlds. Max, I, I like azaleas a lot. I would not use them as the as the backbone of a landscape. I would use them as highlights within a landscape. Let me explain the difference uh, in a in a in a living room setting, you have a sofa and you have two or three uh, easy chairs and then you have a, an end table with a lamp on it. And, and I would use azaleas as the lamp or as a picture on the wall. I would not use them as a sofa or the easy chairs. They're, they're kind of the, the artwork, the highlights of the room, not the, not the um, workhorses of the landscape. Um, they, they, have a shorter life expectancy in our area uh, because they run into problems with our alkaline soils, especially your alkaline soil. Um, And they also run into problems with our alkaline irrigation water. We all, even if we have the red soil, parts of Coppell and Flower Mound and and uh, the mid cities have red soil and that has iron in it. It's iron is the, is the, the, the key feature and the, uh, neutral or acidic nature of the red soils that come down through Denton and through the mid-cities. Um, but even with that better soil, uh, the irrigation water that we all use is out of the lakes, and it's highly alkaline, and that, that works against azaleas. So we have to do heroic, uh, heroic bed preparation for azaleas, which ends up costing more than the plants do and only lasts for six or eight or ten years before it plays out and the azaleas have to be replaced. All right, so to that, and, and, and azaleas also need morning sun and afternoon shade, and it sounds like this might be even shadier than that. The, the best plants that will do well in sun or shade and that, that uh, would be good replacements for Indian hawthorns would be some of the dwarf hollies. Um, I am a big fan of hollies, and I am, after this winter, I am a gigantic, huge fan of hollies. They came through like rock stars. They were unscathed. They look fabulous. And so in the dwarf hollies that would be replacements for Indian hawthorns, you're looking at Carissa holly, 
uh, dwarf Chinese holly, which is hard to find in nurseries anymore, but it's a, a great holly. It's it's very prickly. The others are not very prickly compared to compared to it. Um, dwarf Yopon holly, which is not prickly at all, and the dwarf Burford holly. Uh, dwarf Burford and Carissa have one spine at the ends of their leaves, but all four of those stay relatively short. Um, Burford is the tallest of the four, and it will get to four to five feet tall. The rest of them are in the three to three foot range generally, and they they will do well in sun or shade. I would not put Carissa on a west exposure with a white wall behind it. You know, it it will do better with a little bit of protection. But those are the those are the best replacements for for the Indian hawthorns that died. Um, one one question though: those don't flower. I was no. looking for some something with little color. Yeah, I understand that. And and what I would recommend to you, uh, the azaleas that you mentioned, even if you used Encore azaleas. So so make a bed that, that would accommodate the hollies and then put Encore azaleas or Deja Bloom azaleas uh, in a nestled into them if you want. But remember that the azaleas are going to bloom for two or three or four weeks out of the year. Any flowering shrub is going to bloom for a couple of weeks a year. You have 50 weeks where it's going to look, eh, okay. Uh, azaleas lose most of their leaves in the winter, and so they really need to have something behind them that's evergreen. And uh, okay. do you want a plant that, that scores 94, 95, uh, 52 weeks a year versus one that scores 100 for two weeks a year and 80? The other fifty weeks a year, you know, that's 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 the way I look at it. Um, I agree, they're beautiful, and and I, when I had a little more sunlight, I had a lot of azaleas, but I had them in front of hollies so that when they didn't look as good, you you would look through them and see the evergreen hollies. Nandinas are nice um, sources of color for four or five, three or four months in the winter uh, for their foliage color, and and uh, so they might be a another alternative but I'll, I'll tell you the okay. real way to get color is with annual flowers um, and annual foliage like caladiums in the shade because they'll be colorful for three or four months as opposed to three or four weeks at the most okay and then as far as prepping this i read your cowboy boot uh book it, you basically recommend like four or five inches of peat moss and rotula to all in now you read my what? Uh, your your book, your old book, the cowboy boots. Oh, the cowboy boots. And yeah, I didn't recommend rototilling yeah. uh, four or five inches of peat. What I recommend is taking the soil out, the native soil out, uh, about ten inches, replacing it with ten inches of peat and ten inches of pine bark mulch, so that you have a twenty-inch deep bed. It's about ten inches above grade and ten inches down into the ground. And it's 50-50 peat and pine bark, half and half. You don't have any native soil. When you get through, you do not have any native soil. Okay, so when you're... Would you remove the soil or just have extra... You put it somewhere else. You use it somewhere else. If you want to berm somewhere uh, on the other side of the yard for some other purpose, you use it there. Uh, but you don't have it anywhere near the azaleas. Okay. I, so you go I'm, for... Yeah, okay. I, I'm sensing that you really want azaleas, and I'm not going to try to talk you out of them then, but but you need to follow... No, I... In our area, you really need to go with that heroic bed preparation. They need to have uh, morning sun, full sun until probably 11 o'clock in the morning, and then shade in the afternoon. And the bed needs to be, I'd, I'd settle on eight or nine inches into the ground and eight or nine inches above ground to ensure good drainage and to ensure that acid. They, they do best where the soils are a pH of 5 to 5.5. We are 7.5 to 8.5 in our area. That, that's, that is a huge difference. And so we have to grow them in 100%. Uh, sphagnum peat moss and pine bark mulch, finely ground pine bark mulch, and uh, and and that's that eighteen inch deep bed. So okay, if you, you do you that, you can you can make it. Hey, I better I better run, but that's that's the that's the way you would do it, 
and just make sure that you have something behind them because they're going to lose their leaves in the winter and uh, so they'll be they'll be semi evergreen at best in the winter time they're beautiful when they bloom go with one of the the new improved varieties out of the out of the encore series or the deja bloom series and uh, and you'll have the prettiest display so appreciate your call very much let me take a, a quick break uh, and then we'll come back to mike in midlothian and um I'm going to tell you about sunburst shutters right now. Every time I do this, I enjoy doing this because I know how happy you will be if you give them a chance to come to your home and show you what they have. Uh, Collins Jones is the owner of the company. His dad started uh, sunburst shutters years ago, and and uh, Collins is just as nice as his dad is and uh, has done a wonderful job. He has expanded it into Houston and San Antonio and Austin and Waco, and I one of those may not be... Uh, a full expansion i'm not sure but anyway the sunburst shutters are available everywhere in those cities and uh, these are polywood they're made of poly p-o-l-y polywood it's a man-made material when it's when it's used in the shutter installation it looks just like the best wood shutters you ever saw but they're made of polywood you touch them and you feel them and it's like touching a grand piano they're so smooth and it's just i'm sitting there just feeling in, in my in my mind how they feel at our home and they operate so easily one finger joseph turned 12 yesterday when he was three he would operate our sunburst shutters Joe, would you shut the shutters and he would shut them with one finger a three-year-old it's that easy with sunburst shutters easy to clean oh all that is nice what is spectacular is that they are more energy efficient than any other shutter on the market. Now, these are plantation-style shutters, two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half, and a a whopping big four-and-a-half-inch louver size, your choice. They come in white or off-white. They can be faux-stained. They can be painted to match any decor color you have. They will make it work for you, and they'll fit any opening in your house, even if it is uh, circular. They'll match it up. Not a problem for them. Sunburst Shutters. Take a look on their website. You'll see what I'm talking about. Sunburstshutters.com. Nice people. 214-343-2601. If you want to go to their showroom, they'll give you directions. It's part of their warehouse or factory, I should say. 214-343-2601. Sunburstshutters.com. I'm Alan from Hewlin Ace Hardware in Fort Worth. When you need reliable, localized help and those great Traeger products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Alan. One of their leaders in their team and one of the really nice people to work with. I appreciate their sponsorship. appreciate his friendship. Let's go back to the, uh, let's see. Yep, that's exactly right. Back to the phone lines. We go to Mike in Midlothian. Mike, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Neil. Uh, yes, sir. Start with uh, Happy Fourth of July and God bless America. Yes, sir, and yes, sir. You bet. And I just a quick question. A, a gentleman called in earlier. You were telling him about using some glyphosate for killing weeds and grass and, and gravel and rock. I have a question. I, I've heard different stories. I want to kill some weeds growing around my. Uh, actually, I have red oak trees and they're full grown. I want to know if the glyphosate, if it hits roots or the tree trunk if it will do any damage to any of the trees uh the only thing that glyphosates if you're if you're careful you remember i told him be sure you get a product that only has glyphosate in it because the company has has brought out other products under that umbrella name that contain other weed killers and those go into the soil and will kill through root systems and that's not what he wanted to be using uh in his gravel and that's not what anybody would want to be using around a red oak tree or any other tree. Uh, as long as you're using a glyphosate-only weed killer, uh, it will... I'm getting my answer kind of involved, but, but to state it accurately, as long as you're using a glyphosate-only weed killer, and as long as you are not applying it to any green tissue, for example, a brand young, brand new tree trunk, it's not going to hurt the tree. If the tree trunk has bark on it, it's not going to be taken into the tree. I would still not get it on the trunk of the tree, and I wouldn't just go out and hose down exposed roots. 
but it's not going to go into the soil and be taken in through the roots. The glyphosates are not active through the soil. Uh, I, I make a practice of, of spraying away from tree trunks. Yeah, so I'll use a pump uh, sprayer, a two-gallon tank sprayer, and I'll direct the nozzle so it sprays away from the trunk, out to the weeds away from the trunk. And there's absolutely no risk to the tree that way. Okay, so anything that grows maybe just up against the trunk, just kind of pull those out by hand? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, glyphosates are primarily for uh, grasses. I'm thinking about the, the fact that some glyphosate products do say that they'll kill poison ivy, and I'd rather you didn't pull poison ivy out away from the tree. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, I also but, have some of that to kill, too, but yeah. no, no trees around it that I care about. Yeah, but there are better products for poison ivy, and that'd be the broadleaf weed killers. And, and okay. uh, uh, so, anyway, that's a different story. But yes, that's correct. I, I would just pull them out away from the trunk of the tree, or if there's a way to have a, a big piece of cardboard, corrugated cardboard. In, in I'm right-handed, so I'll be I'll set my tank sprayer down on the ground, put the corrugated cardboard against the tree trunk, and spray with my right hand. Uh, while I'm holding the cardboard with the left hand and, and use it as a baffle, and it works fine. I have okay. honestly never done what I just described, but if I encountered that with maybe Johnson grass or something, uh, that's what I would do, um, and, and it would work fine. Okay, well, that's great. I do appreciate your time and your answer. Thank you Absolutely. very much. Absolutely. Have a wonderful day. Thanks again for the, the greetings. All right, and we'll come back and go to Scott in Dallas in just a moment. Scott, stay with me. Uh, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. I've told you a lot about the book, and uh, one of the things I have not told you about is much about the photos. I tried to illustrate this book with my photographs, and there were a lot of times I would just shut down shop and go out into my own landscape or, or drive into town to take photos that I knew would illustrate things the best for you. The old picture is worth a thousand words kind of a thing. But there are a lot, there are several thousand words, a lots of thousands of words in the book as well. And there are more than 25 charts that cover multiple pages. You know, for example, in annuals and perennials, um, I had a couple of posters and still do have posters uh, that uh, cover the 100 best uh, annuals for Texas landscapes and gardens and the 120 best perennials. And these are big uh, uh, charts that uh, posters that, that have all the different categories of height and width and sun or shade and the colors they come in and what months they bloom in and all of that and my overall ranking of them as to whether they're A, B, C, or D plants, and so forth. And I decided, you know, those posters are $10 each. I'm just going to put those posters in the book. And they turned into multiple-page uh, charts within the book. Thank you, Cindy Smith, for your graphic design skills. And uh, there are more than 25 of those in the book. That's just full of things. So here is my offer to you. That's 11 chapters that cover every aspect of lawns, landscapes, annuals, perennials, fruit, and vegetables. And uh, chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar of when to do everything. 344 pages, those 840 photos, printed in San Antonio, a hardback on high-quality paper. It's not in stores, not on Amazon. You buy it directly from me. I sign it and uh, send it to you. It's as simple as that. We took out all the middle people. I guarantee your satisfaction or I'll refund your money. Thirty-six ninety-five plus tax and postage. If you bought it off Amazon or out of a store, it would be somewhere in the 50s or 60s of dollars. Now, here are the two ways you can order it. One is by calling my office during the week, and that is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it right now at my website, neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Dot com. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. 
Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WizQ Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. So the question is, how do you know if you have foundation problems? Well, you can get a pretty good idea if you can't open a door that used to open just fine. Or maybe a window won't shut all the way. Used to shut just fine. You say, well, that's odd. Wonder if all this rain, maybe the foundation has shifted. Those are good indicators. If you know that last summer when it got hot and dry, all of a sudden you developed a lot of cracks in the mortar joints and the tile and grout in your home or maybe the tape and bed work began to uh, the tape you uh, began to pop loose in your in your uh, uh, in your uh, sheetrock those are all examples of foundation problems you need to get them fixed the foundation fixed before it gets any worse it will not heal itself the the, the problems may not be quite as visible as they were, but they're still there, and they're waiting to get worse and worse. Those are ways that you can tell that you might have foundation problems, but the way you tell for sure, sure, is you call Advanced Foundation Repair and let them come out and do their own tests on your foundation. They have devices where they can do a, almost a, essentially a topographic map of your foundation. They will identify any problems that exist, and it's not at all uncommon for them to say, we don't find any problems. And to thank you politely for inviting them out, give you a business card, and say, if you ever uh, have another worry, think you might have a problem, call us again. Not a problem. And if you do have a problem, they'll show you what it is, where it is, and how much it will cost to fix it. They put no pressure on you to sign anything. It's just a wonderful company. I'm proud to recommend them to you. 26 years now I've been talking about them. Advanced Foundation Repair. FoundationRepairs.com. The phone number, 214-333-0003. That's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214 214- Three 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 zero 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 three. I'm Scott from Lakewood Ace Hardware in Dallas. When you need reliable, localized help for those gardening products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Scott, very very much. And back to the phone lines to Scott in Dallas. And uh, this is uh, Neil. How can I help you? Well, hey, Neil. Uh, uh, appreciate you taking my call. Happy 4th of July. Same to you, sir. Thank you. I have a number of Laurel Petaloon plants in my front yard. And, uh, of course, they took a big hit with the freeze last winter mm-hmm. and took a while to get new leaves on them. But uh, they came in real nice, uh, deep purple leaves. And, uh, but now that they've started to turn green, some of the uh, plants have yellow leaves. So it, uh, it's telling me, I guess, there may be some kind of nutrition deficiency. And uh, so I was calling to find out what I could do to, uh, to make the leaves a little more green, deep, rich green color. Okay. Well, number one, check to make sure that they do not have lace bugs. Uh, probably you're correct. It probably is nutritional, but let's make sure it's not lace bugs. Lace bugs attack loripetalums and will take the color out of the leaves. They'll turn them tan, kind of a manila folder color. And okay. uh, the way that you can tell that there have or have not been lace bugs on the plants, uh, the, the, the tan color will appear in, tan, in uh, very tiny tan modelings on the top of the leaves. If you turn the leaves over, you'll see black, waxy globs, little specks about oh, smaller than a pinhead on the backs of the leaves. And those are the droppings of the lace bugs. You probably won't see the lace bugs themselves. They're uh, transitory, especially when you start handling the, the, the little twigs and turning them over. But if you, uh, if you have lace bugs, then you would want to use uh, probably imidacloprid, which is a systemic insecticide 
It's a very common insecticide. You get any in, you know, systemic insecticide, that probably will be the main active ingredient. The more likely possibility is iron deficiency, and loripedilums are, are notorious for it. They, like azaleas and a lot of the other acid-loving plants, will show serious iron deficiency in our clay soils. And uh, so you need to be adding iron and a sulfur soil acidifier product. Uh, you can buy them in combination, one with the other. Um, the the good hardware stores, the independent hardware stores like my sponsor and also independent retail garden centers will have several from which to choose. Um, keep any iron product off your sidewalk or off the side of the house because they will stain, they'll give a rusty stain. But that should help. The problem is that when you when you turn the plants around and they develop a better color, they're going to say, great, now give us some more, give us some more, give us some more, and you'll have to keep it up. Um, and for that reason, I'm, I'm, I should stop there. That should be my answer. Uh, but I'm never content to quit at that. For that reason, Laura Pedalums on are on my own personal not-again list not going to use yeah, them again. I'm just, I'm done with them. They're... And I've been debating whether or not to take them out and put something mm-hmm. else in, but, uh, they're about well, that's a, tall. yeah, that's an, that's an inexpensive, let's give it a try kind of a thing. And if after a year of trying that, if that doesn't work, then it's, uh, you haven't wasted much money. So is the iron and sulfur, uh, nutrient is that a liquid you would spray on Are you can do it either way the liquid is probably preferable it'll you don't you don't spray it i would uh, i would put it in the ground um the uh, the you could spray the the iron could be sprayed onto the foliage uh, okay and and you'd probably put the you definitely want to put the sulfur on the ground plants uh that turn yellow do not need the sulfur specifically what they need is what the sulfur does to the soil and that is to reduce the pH of the soil so that iron that is in the soil will remain soluble. I have put almost all of my listeners to sleep with that last sentence. <laughs> yeah, okay. The, the problem we have with alkaline soil is that we have iron in the soil, but it becomes insoluble, and the, the plants cannot pick it up and, and take it into the plants. And the sulfur will help uh, make the soils less alkaline. They, they, so, they won't they won't make it uh, the soil acidic but they'll make it less alkaline and that will release a little bit of iron so the plants can keep their roots on it and take it up that's the that's the theory that's the hope you think it would be better to to use a spray on the iron and then put pellets of sulfur on the ground yeah, or you can do that, and you can also use a liquid iron and sulfur soil acidifier combination product on the ground. You may want to do both. Just remember okay. what I said. Now, you can put some nasty-looking stains uh, on concrete and masonry products using iron as a spray. I had a, a good friend who asked me to come look at her patio. Neil, I've, something awful's happened to my patio. What's happened? And uh, she had been using iron to try to correct iron uh, deficient uh, chlorosis on some shrubs that are well, all around her patio and it was gold spot euonymus unfortunately <laughs> so it was plants that were variegated there was no way she's going to change their color they were supposed to look that way sure, so, and, sure. and she stained her whole patio just ruined the patio so, okay anyway, well i'm i'm out of stories <laughs> yeah and uh well uh, I'm a thing. I'll give that a shot because, like I said, they are mature, and I'll uh, be careful with the iron because uh, they are up to a circle drive in the front, so on one side. Okay. Uh, now they're not over the driveway, so uh, but they're fairly close. Well, either so. put some inexpensive plastic drop claws down on the drive. That's probably the best thing to do, or have somebody stand with gigantic pieces of cardboard. And, uh, and and just move around the drive with you or something. Now, would it help to... Uh, or stand on the drive and spray the other direction. Excuse me? Would it help to uh, hose down the driveway right after you sprayed? No. If, 
Oh yeah, the- afterwards, yes. That that's not a bad idea. I I'm just very uncomfortable with all of this discussion. I just don't think it's going to make a difference on the loripedilums. I think you might be better off just to use the granular products when the driveway is dry and then use a blower to get them any granules that get on it off immediately. I don't Got I don't it. think it's going to help. I just don't think it's going to help. I understand. Yeah, I'm right, sorry. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for your advice. I'm trying. Thank you, Scott. Have a good day. Al and Terry, stay with me. Midlothian to Anna. We pretty well crisscross the Metroplex there. I'll help you. Let me get my tiny garden tip in. Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with those helpful hardware folks. They have all these products that we talk about here this afternoon, and you too will be singing the, the praises of Ace Hardware. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Cutter Backyard Bug Control Liquid Concentrate Insect Killer. Well, that's a long product name. 32 ounces for $9.99, but you save three extra dollars with your Ace Rewards card. And the members pay only $6.99, a limit of two. Enjoy your backyard again with Cutter Backyard Bug Control Spray Concentrate. Get ready for the guests coming in for the fourth. That's the way to do it. It controls mosquitoes, listed ants, fleas, other listed insects on lawns, landscapes, and outdoor surfaces. Cutter Backyard Bug Control Spray Concentrate kills fast and lasts all summer. It includes a quick flip hose-in sprayer, which activates the spray at the flip of a switch. For best results, apply early before insect populations are high. It covers up to 5,000 square feet of lawn. Cutter insect repellents have been helping families have fun together outdoors for more than 50 years. Goodbye, mosquitoes. Hello, summer. Lots of mosquitoes out there right now. Get Cutter Backyard Bug Control Liquid Concentrate Insect Killer for just $6.99. That's a limit of two. Ace, parts of our neighborhoods. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. It's a non-stop news cycle. To fend for ourselves, it's like we're some outpost somewhere along some territory that the federal government doesn't care about anymore. I started building the wall. It's two months from completion, and this guy stops it. That's tragic, and it's dangerous for Texas and Arizona and every other state. It's not like it was with President Trump. He cared about Texas. Full coverage at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Real News and Information 570 KLIF. KLIF KLIF.com. If you don't have a good roof on your home, your home can go downhill in a big hurry. Texas premier roofing contractor Wortham Brothers Roofing Company has been serving the Metroplex and beyond since 1986. Tens and tens of thousands of roofs installed. That's a lot of roofs. You know, roofing is a hard job. It's hot. It's hard. You're working at weird angles. You're carrying heavy loads. That's a lot of work, and they've done it beautifully. There's a lot of admiration from customers of Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. I hold my hand proudly up when I, I get to talk about Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. We have a Wortham Brothers roof on our home that's about 38 months old now, and it has served us faithfully. They put it on quickly. They were careful. We really like our roof, and you will too. It uh, They do all kinds of roofs, whether it's a new or or a re-roof situation, composition, clay and concrete tile, metal roof, slate roof even, slate, beautiful slate roofs. If you've had hail or wind damage or just want to know that you don't have damage, you need to call Wortham Brothers. They'll go up on your roof and they'll tell you if there's a problem. They'll tell you if there isn't. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company for the best roof in town, 972-562-5788, WB Roofing. Dot com. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, 972-562-5788, WBRoofing.com. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. We're talking about the pests of the summertime, and webworms have to make that list. Every summer about now, we begin to see them. We've been seeing them for the last month or two, and they're just terrible. Webworms make unsightly large webs in pecans and persimmons, mulberries, and other plants that they prefer. They devour the leaves in the process, and one colony can strip a limb completely bare. Luckily, webworms do little permanent damage, but they're so disgusting that most people want to get rid of them. The way to do that, the best way, is to use a long-handled pole pruner to drop them to the ground. 
Of course, don't use a pole pruner anywhere near power lines. Spraying really doesn't work very efficiently. It's difficult to get the spray up high enough into the web. It's also hard to get it to penetrate the web. So I really would recommend that you prune them when they're very small, when the webs are first developing. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. Thank you, sir. Fill your flower beds and your containers with the bright, long-lasting colors of Cora, XDR, Vinca, Moss Rose, Impatience, and more. Callaway's Nursery makes it fun and easy with their big summer-sized plants that make an instant impact. You'll find select six-inch gorgeous, generous plants, $5.99. That's not much to pay. They have everything you need to get your garden into a fresh, cool pop of color and looking great. These cheerful blooms are in a wide variety of colors and they'll brighten your landscape. These amazing plants can take the challenging Texas summer and defy the heat with their colorful blooms. Want to know more? All you have to do is ask one of their friendly Texas certified nursery professionals. They are there to guide you with any questions about your new plants. You can trust their expert gardening knowledge and advice. Founded in Texas by Texans, you can always count on Callaway's to bring you the very best in plants and advice. And everything is backed with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Callaway's offers everything needed for outdoor success. Visit any of their 24 breezy locations, 24 now, in the DFW area, including their two new locations in Dallas on Greenville Avenue and Lemon Avenue. They're open seven days a week from 9 until 6. For added convenience, place your order online for curbside pickup or delivery. Go to Callaway's.com to find a location in your community. That's Callaway's Nursery. They're wonderful. Their life lived beautifully. That's Callaway's.com. When you wake up. Crisis at the border. When you work. Reopening our economy. When you drive home. This escalation of violence. What's happening right now. All day. Update your day at the top and bottom of each hour. Keep myself as updated as possible. On Real News and Information. 570-KLIF-KLIF.com. Nilsberry's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer to your email Thursday evenings, just a little after 6 p.m. This week, this past week, we sent it out on Wednesday, so two and a half days ago, and we did that because of the uh, extended weekend coming up. Wanted to give it, get it in your hands just a little bit earlier. There always are five stories in eGardens. One of the stories will always be a featured plant of the week. One of the stories will always be a featured question of the week, a question that's come up several times. And one of the stories will always be gardening this weekend, where I point out things that need to be done in the ensuing three or four days so that you can get all the necessary materials bought and assembled. So those are three of the things you can count on. This past week, we had a story from uh, Diane Sitton on treehouses. She does wonderful stories, and this one was outstanding on treehouses. So that's the sort of thing you'll get in eGardens. I hope you'll take a look at this recent issue. Go to neilsperry.com and click on the eGardens tab. You go to my website, that's where you buy my book, but it's also where you can sign up for eGardens. You have to subscribe, uh, and you have to do it yourself. We can't do it for you, and uh, you don't pay anything, and I'm not going to give or sell your email address to anybody, nor will I uh, spam you myself. I never do that to you. You just get eGardens. That's simple as that. I think you'll like it a lot. Take a look at it at neilsperry.com. Click on that eGardens tab. I'm Bill Jablonowski from Jablos Ace Hardware in Keller, Capel, and Fort Worth. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community and who's there to answer your questions. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Bill. He is a real pro in the hardware business. I appreciate their sponsorship very, very much. Let's go to Al in Midlothian. Al, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hello, Neil. Um, I've got six pine trees in my yard down here south of uh, Midlothian, so you know what the soil is, and um, several other kinds of trees. Um, everything came back after that terrible uh, week we had in February, except those six pine trees. And for a while, they looked dead, but now a couple of them 
look like they've got some green needles up on the top. But um, they really look bad, and I was wondering if I ought to give them a chance to come on back. Or Two of them are really close to the house, and um, if they're dead, then I was afraid they would be more susceptible to some of the winds that we have out here. So, Sure. I was wondering what kind of I pines are them. they, Al? Well, I asked uh, Plant Snap to tell me, and uh, it couldn't figure it out. It gave me some... No. Uh, some name that's obviously not it. Yeah, it's it's going to be hard for any app to take a photo of of a pine because the needles all look so similar. Yeah. Um, did did you not plant them? Oh no, I planted them. They're one of them's about uh, fifty or sixty feet tall, so they've been here a long time. Yeah, and okay. when uh, before this winter, they looked great. They were you know all come out green and. Uh, it would almost and, have to be Elderica pines to have survived that long in the lack of soil that Midlothian has. Does that name ring a bell? Yeah, it, it may, but like I said, you know, we planted All them. All right. Uh, well, the reason I ask, uh, it, it really helps to know what the what the variety is to or species to be able to give you a good answer. Elderica yeah. pines, uh, we thought were going to be the answer to growing pines in the alkaline soil. They're, they're from Afghanistan. They're also called Afghan pine or Mondel pine. And uh, they were brought into this area in the, in the late 70s. And uh, what we didn't anticipate was that they could not handle wet soil. And so it was probably 15 or 20 years later that we found out, oh my gosh, we've made a horrible uh, mistake recommending these things because they started dying around North Texas and all across Texas. I even saw one die in Alpine. Anybody's been in Alpine, love Alpine, but I saw one that died from uh, in a wet year in Alpine. Anyway, uh, they they were hurt horribly by the cold this year. They cannot stand temperatures as cold as it got. They're part of Afghanistan. Apparently, didn't get that cold. I don't know, but. Anyway, I, you, you're going to have to make this decision yourself. I can't make it for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they uh, have some green on them, you could always wait a little while and make that decision. If, they, if you have a tree or two that, that uh, have no green at all, then uh, at some point before long, you probably need to have it taken down. Yeah. Uh, but but I can't, without seeing them, I can't offer, and, and especially not knowing what kind of pine, I can't yeah. imagine pines being very well suited to the soils in Midlothian. Your part of the Metroplex is so shallow with soil that I, I just can't picture that. Well, we had uh, we had the holes dug uh, uh, with a backhoe. Uh, that's the only way we could, the only way you can get the holes, you know, big oh, enough to gosh. plant the trees. Oh, but, my uh, heavens. Anyway, uh, I'll give them a little more time. And yeah, they're not going to fall over immediately, so so right. you can you can wait if you can stand looking at them. You can wait. Well, I <laughs> I can stand it because if there's a chance that they'll come back, I understand. Well, I'm going well, to good them luck with them. Yeah, hope it hope they come back. Good luck with them. Thanks for the call. Let me go to Terry in the fine city of Anna. Anna, the fine city that is changing about a mile a minute. <laughs> Terry, how can I help you? Anna's really growing. Oh, my goodness. Um, we came up to get a, a birthday cake in Anna a couple of days ago because your uh, grocery store there sells buttercream icing, and my wife won't have any other any other icing on her birthday cakes. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to get some of that then. <laughs> yeah. How can I help hey, um, We uh, We just moved into a new house a year ago, and uh, I've just had a couple of uh, crepe myrtles planted in the front yard, and uh, I want them to be like trees, but they look more like shrubs or bushes right now is there any, some way i can prune those or shape them to look more like a tree than a bush absolutely um and this is uh, proper timing because if they've been there that long then then they're ready to go no uh, i, I every... just had a planted about two weeks ago oh okay i'm sorry i thought you said two or three years old um well, no uh, we uh, we had two large trees in the front yard and this front yard is too small for two large trees so we replaced them with these two crepe myrtles Okay. And so they've um, only been in the ground for about two weeks. All right. Every crepe myrtle is genetically a shrub. They are all, uh, they are all shrubs. Uh, beginning about 1960, uh, when I was in high school, um, landscape architects and landscape contractors began to realize 
that they could be. There were some huge crepe myrtles that were occupying space that they didn't have room for. And they realized we can remove some of these lower branches and turn these into small trees. And, uh, and, and they looked so good that that became kind of a common practice, and it has been ever since. That's in my okay. lifetime, in my career. And so, yes, you can do that. Um, I have all the details. Actually, I wrote the, the information on the website of crepemyrtletrails.org, C-R-A-P-E, crepemyrtletrails.org. Um, and if you click on basic care on pruning, you'll, you'll see how, uh, how it's worded on, on training them. And actually it's okay. retraining if, in case one has been frozen or, or topped and you want to start over with it. But anyway, what you need to do is, is uh, let, it, let them get established. I don't know that I would do it this year. But let them get established and, uh, and, and let them do well for a little while. And then you start removing the unwanted uh, side shoots and the unwanted uh, uh, trunks. You, you would aim for three to five trunks. An odd number is always visually better. And, okay. uh, and then the side shoots that you, that you don't want. But it's better to let them grow as shrubs for a little while to get established and to develop some nice trunk diameter. Uh, before you, so you start. think a year or two to get them established? Probably, yeah. How tall are they now? They're probably about six feet tall. Yeah, I I would. Do you know the variety? Okay. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, landscaper uh, planted them for me, and I'm not sure what they are. I know they're they've got purple flowers on. Them. That's all I know. You really want to know what variety? Good for you for choosing a purple. Purple blends with every color, and it's okay. it's the best. My my favorite purple is Catawba, and it's in bloom right now. You can see them on El Dorado Parkway in McKinney. It's not the tallest of the purples there. It's the darkest, though, and it's just beautiful. Uh, but uh, but uh, uh, anyway, you, you, uh, yeah, you, you'd want to let them go for a year or two. You can remove some small twigs on the, on the stems, but don't, don't do major stuff for a couple of years. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. So right now I just need to make sure I keep them watered. Maybe that's the main thing. Day. Yeah. And don't water them with a sprinkler, water them with the hose, soak them deeply. If they, if they were planted out of, uh, we'll say uh, 10 gallon pots, put 10 gallons of water on them every other day, the rest of the summer and, and through October. So I better run. I'm running late, and I have a guest I want to have on with me. So I appreciate your call very, very much. Let me do a quick version here of this ad, and this will be from my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. You're going to be ordering it at my website, so I'm just going to let you read more about it at neilsperry.com. I think it will. It's $36.95 plus tax and postage. I think it will pay for itself before this calendar year is over. So I'm going to invite you to to give that. I'll guarantee that will happen, or I'll refund your money. I've sold 66,000 of them. Nobody has asked for a refund yet. So I'll, I'll stick my neck out and say that to you. I sign every copy as it sells. It covers every aspect of outdoor gardening for all parts of Texas. Lawns, landscapes, annuals, perennials, fruit, and vegetables. It's all in there. Now, that's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Look at it at neilsperry.com. That's where you order it. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. As soils go from dry to wet to dry, our foundations are taken along for the ride. Serious damage can ensue. If you're seeing signs of what you fear might be foundation issues, let the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair do their thorough evaluation on your home's foundation. It's free, and if you don't have foundation problems, they'll tell you so. Their work is affordable, and it's guaranteed for the lifetime of the home. Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003, foundationrepairs.com. Thank you, sir. They are the best advanced foundation repair. Let me tell you about Wild Birds Unlimited. I mentioned last hour I was in uh, the McKinney store uh, a couple of days ago restocking because the, the, the wild birds in our landscape, the, the mockingbirds, thank heavens, he left. He, he is so defensive of his one little uh, piece of territory. The uh, woodpeckers have just really gone after the uh, mealworms and the um, uh, and the uh, suet cakes that we have. I had to go replenish the supply. 
But hummingbirds, oh, they have those high-perch hummingbird feeders, and they have all the other seed and feed that you could possibly want. And the other thing that they have is the knowledge and the enthusiasm. It's summertime, and the kids are home from school. Introduce your youngsters and your grandkids to wild birds through Wild Birds Unlimited. Three of their stores joined together to sponsor my program. In Dallas, 5715 West Lover's Lane, just west of the tollway, next to Nicholson Hardy Nursery and Garden Center. Also in Dallas, Ron Stewart, 6333 East Mockingbird Lane, northwest corner of Abrams. And in McKinney, Bertie's Store at 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado, just south of Tom Thumb. That's Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing people and nature together. This is Jen from Stone's Ace Hardware at Casa View. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community deeply, who's there to answer your questions. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. All right, Jen, thank you very, very much. A nice husband-wife team owning and operating that store. And, and we are joined right now by my pastor, Pastor Tommy Brummett of the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney. And it's about two blocks northwest of downtown McKinney. How was the parade, Tommy? The parade, Neil, was spectacular. There were lots of folks and lots of enthusiasm in the downtown area. In fact, they're still there. They're having a block party up on the square today. And there are kids in bounce houses and people having a great time. The weather is phenomenal here in Isn't McKinney great? today. Oh, my goodness. Cool and a little overcast. And oh, it was a great day in a parade. We, we drove around in an antique car in the parade and honked and people waved. We had free <laughs> hot dogs and snow cones at the church for, for folks. And, and people came. We got to meet new friends. It was, it was a great, great day in a, in a wonderful way to celebrate. I love July. it. That's great. Well, and and uh, you threw out free admission uh, tokens to the First United Methodist Church Sunday service to everybody. That's right. First five hundred people. <laughs> That's right. Free. At each That's service. Exactly right. <laughs> That's great. Well, tell us about the services. Now we're back to open up, and and our grandson Joseph got his shot this morning, and sent me proudly a photo on his brand new phone. So he is all. He, he's he's ready to come. So as soon as that takes effect, we'll be back there with him on Sunday. So anyway, tell us about uh, tell us about the the services, Tommy. So we're we're back in person uh, mm-hmm. in our McKinney uh, location, our Melissa location in McKinney. We have four services in our sanctuary and two services in our contemporary area, our Wellspring community, and two services in Melissa. Uh, on Sunday, and uh, we have children's Sunday school, youth Sunday school, adult Sunday school classes, uh, all engaged, all back. And some of that we're doing online, some of that we're doing hybrid, some of that we're doing in person. We continue our live stream services, uh, which you can join us. We, we will always do that. We have so many people from all over who join us uh, there. And if you feel comfortable coming in person, uh, we've 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 got good space. We've uh, we're having great worship, and uh, we'd love to worship with you. This All time. those details, folks, including the live stream at sharingtheheart.org. Sharingtheheart.org. That's right. Pastor Tommy Brummett from the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney. And uh, it's a wonderful and dynamic church, and we love our church. Tommy, appreciate you. God bless you, Neil. Thank you so much. Talk to you very, very soon and see you very, very soon as well. Thank you, everybody, for listening on WBAP Sister Station tomorrow morning, 8 until 10. Until next week, happy gardening.